Okay, so here we are. Everything seems to be recording properly. Today we're going to be talking to Andre, who's one of my friends, um, started businesses before I even started them. And he's going to be telling us a little bit about his story, what he does in his businesses and his personal strategies. So maybe just to start off with Andre, you can tell everyone a little bit about yourself, how you got started in the online business and where you're at currently. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. So we kind of started at the same time and we've been learning the business from a mentor together and we've been attending conferences and just starting offering services online and for me because i was finishing my architectural university i did a business in that space so i did basically architectural renderings for real estate companies for studios design studios developers and architects and then i just very quickly went to design and started offering design services like web design and management services mm -hmm. and but what you know what made you even discover the world of online business because you were at university originally right studying architecture so yeah. how did you find out about it <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like when i was young i had the number one goal like number one struggle what most people have is how to actually do money and when you're in a university, you are living on a very low budget. You don't even have enough money to buy food. You need to really budget everything as much as you can. So from that, I started to learn as much as I can in the space of marketing, in the space of sales, in the space of product development. So my brother discovered this course online and we just followed the course from the beginning until the end. And we asked a couple of friends that were already in that course, in that community. So the number one advice was just do whatever the fuck the course says and you'll be successful, you know, like really follow from the beginning to the end and learn, you know, and then ask questions. So pretty much that. <laughs> yeah. And how long did it take you to get your first sale after starting your first business? What I did was I was a little bit frustrated by following the email tactics uh, that the course was showing me. So I try a bunch of stuff. I always try like the most as I can. And at that time, I really needed the money. So I was going on Fiverr. I was going on Upwork. I was going like direct uh, email marketing. I was talking to my mentors, to my friends. And what I did at one day was just the whole strategy was send emails to book an appointment to get a call you know to, to get people invite them to call you back and book an appointment so you can then actually call them there so my whole thinking was okay why don't i just visit them you know why don't i just drive to those studios why don't i just call them right away right i can find a list of 500 companies and i called them all in two days and i got free sales right away wow that's yeah. crazy man. yeah i think it's interesting yeah. as well like when people start a business they try to take the easy road out a lot of the time so they don't think about you know what kind of different effort could they put in that other people aren't putting in and i think calling people are calling companies is you know not very popular and i think even people i see in the drop servicing blueprint doing calling they get really good results because nobody is calling anymore everyone's doing cold email and social yeah. media reach which which obviously works but if you can go that route then awesome um so so that was for your architecture business but talk to me a little bit about you know those first clients building that business and then your transition into design yeah so 
I also figure out a bunch of other stuff. So one thing is that I'm from Slovenia and in Slovenia, the buying power is very low. So that course recommended us that, oh yeah, just go from your city to your country and then go out. With the first initial sales, I got a client that was basically paying me per project $300. Yeah, I got three of those clients and yeah, I wasn't really good at that time. So I figured out that those people, they had a spending budget of 100,000, you know, for a campaign uh-huh. that they paid me 300 dollars for which was crazy so i underpriced myself so much and then i tried after contacting all of them in slovenia i went to the uk with a very high buying power and i got a job a project that was three days of work with three thousand pounds and you know that was like three hours a day of work three days and they were really happy to pay they were happy with the project and yeah that was a super good experience with my couple of first projects. Yeah. And was that project also in the architecture space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in all in architecture, in the architectural space. But in the architectural space, the problem is that this is not something that a lot of businesses are buying, right? Like it's very niche. It's very hard to get actual clients because those people already have some kind of credentials like a list of vendors that they are working with like you can you can join you can uh go up there but it's just way more work and i figure out that the design space is way more broad is way bigger and just you can offer that service to any kind of company and yeah, you can get way more projects right away so i started to offer different services in the design space and i got way more uh projects and way more money right away like just from the first week okay the first week and what kind of marketing yeah. were you using for that I was using the first, the same marketing approach, which was just then in the beginning was email. When it came to that, I was targeting studios. So studios meant like in uh, in a post to actually get freelancers, just uh, entrepreneurs to get studios or agencies is that they will give me regular projects on a weekly basis. So I just got, I was just starting to work with two different studios and I got every second day a new project, which was very nice. So my calendar was uh, kind of booked already from the get-go. And I also went on Fiverr and I went on Upwork. And, you know, just to, because I got this kind of system already set up, that meant that I can also like try and explore other versions uh, of how to market my product. And the great thing about Fiverr is that it's free marketing and you don't have to do any sales. You basically just guide your client. You just guide them through your project. And on Upwork is you need to do sales, but it's also free marketing. You just find everyone who is looking for your service and you just apply for them and you just get all the projects that you need. What is not so good from those platforms is that you compromise with the price. So those platforms are usually known to uh, have a lower price because uh, there's high competitions from very low income uh, countries. Yeah, for sure. But I guess the trade-off is that the sales are more automated. You don't have a 
you know, marketing team or sales team handling all of it yeah. and just go straight to production. And I guess the next question would be like, right now in your business, what percentage of your revenue would you say is like for Upwork, from Fiverr, from your outreach methods? What is your best marketing channel right now? So my best marketing channel is still uh, Fiverr. I have direct projects that my marketer my manager is uh, getting on a regular basis but at the same time i am a fiverr pro member and i used to be a fiverr top seller and this just blows up your channel and it can give you like fifteen thousand a month um, in projects very easily yeah wow. so this is still my number one selling platform where i get most of the projects just on fiverr and also on upwork i have a, manage, a marketer who is bidding on projects each and every day so <laughs> we also get good projects from there yeah 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 and i think it would be cool maybe to give everyone an overview overview of your journey with Fiverr and Upwork, you know, starting out uh, through to today, what your system is and kind of how you built your profile to this point. Yes. Yeah, so it's kind of the same as everywhere else as building your business. You first do the research. That's the most important part is just seeing what is already been made. If you are not knowledgeable in that space. Also, if you are very knowledgeable in that space, you need to find out who is crushing it, who is making a lot of money, what is the process? What do people expect? Yeah, what are people selling? How they are used to sell? Uh, you can also buy some kind, uh, a couple of products from your competition to just get an idea, an overview, and do the same. Not being smart, but really go and find out what works. Do the same, and this is what can get you started. Just going step by step, and yeah, this is what can get you start, started. And then by getting your first project and your second project and your third project, you build on that. So I guess you start off by doing a little bit of research and reverse engineering yeah. what the best freelancers are doing on those platforms and then doing the same thing as them. And yeah. when you were starting out, like I imagine you didn't have a big portfolio on your profiles. So how did yeah. you get around that? Yeah, so it's specifically in my space in the design and development space is that what is a portfolio right it's just the work that you already done that you already completed so if you haven't completed anything then just go and complete something like do a project do a project for yourself for somebody you know like your what would be your ideal project like designing something for adobe google or uh wordpress webflow godaddy whatever you just find something and you design that do like a little passion project and boom that's your portfolio so actually developing the skills yourself in the beginning i think is what yeah. you do right and then create yeah. your own portfolio. And then I guess over time, as you built your profile and were able to charge more, you started to outsource a lot of that work to other freelancers. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And also like when starting out, how to get your first few projects, it can be people get very extreme and they think like, oh, what I want to do in five years, I should just charge this now. Or what I want to do in a couple of weeks, I should just charge this now. The thing is that when you don't have any credentials and when you don't have anything to show for yourself, what you need to do is do what others won't, right? So underbid and do it faster. Yeah, underbid, do it faster. And then maybe yeah. Yeah, you can have a higher quality than, than others as well. <laughs> exactly. This is where you get your first testimonials, your first little certifications. Yeah, how you do your service. And I would I would add to that as well, because a lot of drop services start off with other marketing methods like the outreach methods, cold email, social media outreach. And yeah. 
once you have a few clients and you've produced a few projects, let's say you're doing animated video business, you know, if you have three videos that you've made for your clients, you can then put those in your portfolio on Fiverr and Upwork and start building up your portfolio that way. So you don't necessarily need to start off as a freelancer. It's just that that is probably the best way to go. Um, but, you know, once you get those first few clients and you have a few portfolio items, you can create your Upwork and, you know, freelancer and uh, Fiverr profiles and, and go from there. Yeah, absolutely. And also what is very important is how you communicate with your clients and with everyone. Like with when you start building a team or when you expand, when you grow, when you communicate with your clients, that's the number one thing because this is pretty much what gets you your projects or what keeps a client or how you get referrals from other clients it is that's the number one thing in what will build your business is to learn how to communicate well and how to structure how to manage your business yeah i think that's really important when people are starting out you know in any kind of business and even just like even their day job they don't consider how important personal management is actually managing your time managing what you're going to be doing and like an hour by hour even minute by minute basis is important just for yourself in life in general but once it comes to actually having responsibilities with clients and being a business owner and where you have to manage your own time or you know it's nothing is going to get done you're going to completely fail your clients without that so in order to make sure your clients are satisfied you need to make sure that you're communicating well with them at every stage and that means not just you know replying to them when they message you but actually reaching out to them first and actually providing those deliverables before they expect them maybe even creating a buffer of time you know say i'm going to deliver on thursday then deliver it on wednesday and actually like Make, manage their expectations in the beginning before the project begins. So explaining all of the costs, the timelines, the yeah. deliverables, how many revisions, any any unknowns that come up during production are going to make that client have a much worse off experience. So as long as they understand what they're buying from the start, um, you're going to you're going to manage that communication much better. But also they're going to be much more likely to work with you again, and that's the most important thing. And I guess um, yeah. Ray, when it comes to Fiverr and Upwork, that's where the reviews come in, right? Because the yeah. client's experience with you is what's going to determine whether they give you a five star review. Yeah, pretty much. Like what my mentor told me in the beginning was also there's two things one thing is that when working with somebody always under promise and over deliver and that's like you don't want to promise them too much like you want to promise them what you can do and always over deliver over deliver with uh, doing something faster doing a little bit more a little bit better quality all in that terms yeah the second thing is there is no such thing as over communication always sending them little messages what you're doing also each time when working with somebody you need to do your work in advance before asking your clients something so you need to be resourceful give them information asking them when you really need something but at the same time whatever you find out whatever problems you solve tell them communicate them yeah i think people miss that really we often forget that even things that we consider to be normal like sending a message to a client telling them what you're doing the client actually sees that and they're like oh wow this person you know they really care about me they care about the project and they just get a much better vibe from you you just seem more professional to them so simple things like that have a major impact because that's going to determine whether they work with you next time or the other person that maybe wasn't communicating with them as much maybe delivered even a better final product but they liked working with you better your communication was better and you produced work for them faster and that sometimes is more important yeah 
Absolutely, agree one hundred percent. And there's like a story, like stories that you get from the worst clients, the worst freelancers. Is just when somebody disappears, right? They disappear yeah. for a day, for a couple of hours, for a month, just just disappear. Just yeah. you never heard from them again. And that's kind of the number one thing when working with somebody remotely is the fear of that, right? That you will get scammed. That somebody yeah. just takes your money and they will just disappear forever yeah. with your money. Yeah. yeah, I think just kind of making sure that your client feels comfortable during the entire production process is always essential. And it's not just about delivering the service to them. It's about how you deliver that service and actually engaging and building a relationship with the client because the relationships that you build are worth a lot of money long-term. If that client's going to come back to you with more projects too so don't just think about the project now but think about the long-term yeah. relationship with that client and the many projects that you're going to be doing together yeah yeah i mean nobody likes to go and search for new vendors anyways this is something that when you find somebody that's awesome who does great work you want to work with them for as long as you can yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think one important thing as well, Andre, just to kind of, I guess, end off this interview because you gave a lot of good information here, um, would be like, what what would your kind of main recommendation or piece of advice be to somebody who's starting out with drop servicing, starting their first business? In terms of just skills, finding that like just skills that are worth a lot and finding what to sell finding the product and then the next thing is just marketing right like getting your first sale yeah just communicating in a way that will transform that one-time buyer into a long-time buyer and that will transform your service into an actual business I yeah, it's just that. Like that's the most important thing. Just finding that skill that you can sell and that you can build the business around. And I guess we're not saying that you need to be 100% engaged with your clients long term because I know for a fact, Andre, that your business is very automated. You're traveling yeah. all the time right now. You're in Spain. So when when do you get to that point? And and what kind of was that trigger point for you of going from being highly engaged with your clients and then automating your business completely like you have now? So some people like you are doing everything from the very beginning before even building a business, before having the first client, automating everything in advance. But for me, I'm not like that. I like to really learn a skill and go very deep into it so I can sell it, so I can present it, so I can then build a team around it, I can build procedures around it. Yeah, so I go very deep into that skill. Then when I find somebody who can execute those tasks and report to me regularly and it's easy to manage on an autopilot, then that's it. Yeah, so kind of just making sure that you're hiring the right people. But how do you do that? What's kind of the key steps for you personally when you go through hiring? So just organization. One thing is that I need to understand the process. So if I don't understand the process, I will become the informed buyer, right? So I want to screen for how do they do things. I will ask this uh, those people that I'm interviewing, that I am finding to execute my tasks, that how do they do stuff? I want to actually understand on what they are doing, how long does it take for uh, take them to do that? How much does it cost for them? How much time will they invest? 
how much resources is this just one person working on it is there multiple people working on it so i can then really explain uh understand the process and also resell it so yeah i want to be an informed buyer and i want to i always create a big database of at least five people to yeah just understand something so i can then hire one two or three people that i can have on my disposal that i can then sell those services from yeah you're making you're making sure that you really understand the service on a deep level really understand the person delivering that service on a deep level how they work what their output yeah. is what their values are what kind of you know work ethic they're going to bring to the table and what they're going to be like to work with before you even start the project with them i guess yeah absolutely absolutely that's a very important thing because a lot of people think that when you research your competition so that you just are trying to steal some kind of things you're trying to steal information but that's not the case because you never reach out to somebody that you cannot partner with that you cannot work with each person that you reach out with that you talk to can be a potential partner either a client or a person that you can actually uh, sell their services from so Everyone gives you information that you can actually use and you can work together with, if it makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, the worst thing that happens is that you just got a bunch of new information how to improve your uh, business. Yeah, that's true. And I guess another good point would be, I think that we all overcomplicate, you know, the process of getting sales and the decision-making that goes into making a sale. But oftentimes it really just comes down to the person has a need, they know you, they know that you provide a yeah. service that can deliver that need, and that's why they decide to work with you. So if you just build Build these relationships with people and you know they know like and trust you even just from an email that you sent to them but they save that email uh, and then they email you a few more a uh, few years later which has happened to me many times where a client is like oh hey two years ago you sent me an email uh, now i actually need this thing i'd like to work with you so these types of relationships are so valuable and they're so simple to build it's just by putting yourself out there reaching out to people building a connection and never burning bridges just building them that's really key to business as well that network that you build but we forget that because we're all stuck on our phones on TikTok all day so we forget that you know human relationships are the key to making sales and business yeah absolutely it's the same thing with friends with dating it's the same thing like you don't want to just burn through uh, everyone you want to actually do make connections and also use people for what they are it's always valuable to meet somebody and build those valuable relationships absolutely yeah yeah 100% yeah, well, I guess that's a good a good place to leave off here. We covered a lot more um, than I was even going to, but I just had so many more questions for you. Um, so if anyone has questions for Andre, they can comment below this video. But thanks so much for joining me today, Andre, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you for having me.